Hi, and welcome to the Jane Ross Talk Shit Podcast. I'm Ross. I'm Jay. And uh, this is our Transformers 4 installment. <laughs> uh, we both realized we hadn't seen Transformers 4, uh, well, for pretty good reason. I don't think either of us had that much interest in it. But uh, we were talking initially about remakes and sequels and reboots and just how every how big of a thing that is in Hollywood right now. And we wanted to find a movie that just was exactly what we hated about all that. And this was it. <laughs> I feel like we picked a good one. Yeah. If that's... No. This is the very definition of why people are... It's, it is a that. movie series based on a toy <laughs> that... And this is the fourth one. It's the f- third sequel... And a reboot simultaneously. It's a reboot <laughs> sequel of a movie based on a toy. Yeah. So with, let's get started. With Marky Mark and his Funky Bunch. Yeah, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Uh, so I'm, I'm just going to come right out and say it before any of that. Uh, regarding Marky Mark, his character name is Cade, which is a terrible name and I tend to forget it. So I'm, I'm just going to call him Marky Mark. Okay. And like I think for, I'm gonna either call him that or Jaeger because yeah. his last name is Jaeger. That's right, Kate Jaeger. Jaeger, yeah, Jaegermeister. Like <laughs> Michael Bay is trying to go back to his frat boy days. Like I mean, it's official. Well, he was just trying to think of you know what what is the buffest or baddest name you could have, and it's Kate Jaeger. Kate Jaeger, because I mean, let's be honest. Like his production company at the beginning is most definitely Hasbro. <laughs> Yeah. Well, this movie also... That is the worst. The, one of the first things production. on screen in this movie is a title that says, In Association with Hasbro. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a badge of honor. <laughs> like, from the company Seriously. that brought you Mr. Potato Head <laughs> and Play-Doh. Hasbro. Transformers 4. <laughs> Hasbro, <laughs> formerly known as No Means Maybe Productions. <laughs> Like it's the worst thing ever. Yeah. Uh, so she was asking for it. So I wanted to get this off on a positive note. With a what did this movie? What did this movie do right? Uh, it made a lot of money. It did made a lot of money. Uh, it did not do real well with reviews or even audience <laughs> reactions. Like if you look online, uh, it has. I looked on IMDb and it had about five point. I think it was five point nine audience rating, which is That's, better than you would expect. Yeah, I thought it was going to be around the three area. Uh huh. But, but like that's also everything on IMDb is like highly rated, basically because they're it, it, it they're the fans who go and rate it. So like for that big of a fan base, a movie that makes that much money to like barely rise to a five point nine. Or, or I, I think it was around there in uh, Rotten Tomatoes too, which is considered rotten even by audience. Yeah, because you got kids, you got people that don't want to yeah. feel like they got duped. You, you got know? people like, like, all my favorite toys were in this movie, yeah. and I saw it. You know, you got those people that like, you know, I spent fourteen dollars on it, so I don't want to look like an idiot. So it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was awesome. So uh, aside from making money, um, the first note I had was. That was surprisingly functional for about the first half. What do you mean by that? Right. I feel I should clarify. I do not mean that the first half or the 45 minutes were good. I mean that it flowed in a way that you could generally follow what was happening, and the scenes had a purpose. Like, you're like, okay, I see that this scene where the Autobot got killed was to show that we're hunting Autobots. And this scene was to establish that Mark Wahlberg is a... in kind of not an inventor but he's well yeah i guess they call him an inventor robotics they, yeah uh, engineer i guess it's like this is to show he works on things in his garage this is to show he's poor like right. on on the most basic level possible the movie sort of functioned for that right. portion which is more than i can say about the last two movies in the series because <laughs> so, like did they ever because uh, i can't remember if they did or not because that movie's three hours long just so you know spoiler mm-hmm. alert Two hours, 45 minutes. Which, did we really need that? It's it's too long. Yes. I, I, I don't even have anything funny to say about that. Yeah, didn't it we say... It is way, way, way too long. Didn't we say all we needed to say with the first ter- Transformers? Well, I remember at one point thinking, okay, this is good. 
they finally set the stage, and now they can get to the climax. Yeah. And this was 45 minutes into the movie. <laughs> it's like, oh, awesome. They've already, they've, they've established the threat. Now they can move forward. And then an hour into the movie, they establish a completely different threat, <laughs> which has nothing to do with the first one. And uh, we'll get to that. So uh, a little bit of foreshadowing, right? Like Jane Ross talk shit. That's so what we have. Uh, I, I I'll speak for myself. There are some problems that I have with it. Um, other things that were positive was that at least it seemed to have some nods towards some themes and ideas that were interesting or could have been interesting if they hadn't like half-assed them and like dropped them at the midway point in the movie. Yeah. Like there's some really bad dialogue that uh, that like still as they get into it further is like okay, well I see what they're trying to do here. Like uh there's a scene where um the Optimus Prime is like partially opened up like after or like well he's still in the the like garage or whatever, where they oh, where they stuff. take out the missile, right? Well, right, where he's talking about his spark. He goes, yeah, he goes. We call it a spark. It contains our life force and our memories. And uh, Mark Wahlberg says, "Well, we call it a soul." Yeah, which <laughs> I mean, to get pedantic, nobody thinks you store memories in a soul. <laughs> of, <laughs> of the two things that Optimus Prime said, the spark does. One of them isn't a soul function. And you think they could have just replaced, like, memories with, like, maybe called it his essence. Feelings? So, like, our, yeah, I, our life force, our feelings, our essence, our individuality, or something right. like that. And then or, you could be like, we call that a soul. But they've included memories for God knows why. And it was kind of dumb. But but I was like, okay, well, that's stupid. It has nothing to do in the movie. But then later, you really do get into, with Stanley Tucci, who plays like this, he plays Steve Jobs, uh, Steve Jobs basically. Yeah. He's like a inventor guy. He's trying to make Transformers from the ground up. And there's a part where Optimus Prime is like, well, you can't do that. We're not technology. Like, we're people. Not people, but like, like that they have a soul. They right. are individuals. And then the big part of the threat with lockdown is that uh the creators are coming back for them so his whole existence is like saying okay well there are creators you are just tools and machines you're just created by these other people you know you the humanity of them basically doesn't exist so it's like that's that sets the ground for like the idea of like an existential struggle for a fucking transformer (laughs) or it's like that would be interesting, but the movie doesn't right. go any further than that. Other than, like, it turns out the whole point of all this is so that Optimus Prime, in the last minute of the movie, can just fly into outer space and go, I'm going to find our creators and tell them not to hurt the Earthlings now. But, uh, but yeah, like, they, they almost had a... Did you ever see Prometheus? No, I didn't Like, see it's that. not a great movie, but it, it's got the whole theme of basically, like, well, what if we found our gods or whatever created us but they want us dead. Like, mm. they want nothing to do with us. Right. It's all about the existential yeah. aspect of that, But it, it, which they could have done in this. They right. were going for that. I think they just, in the middle, were just like, oh, our audience just wants to see pretty colors and explosions. <laughs> at an hour and a half in, Michael Bay was like, well, we still need to block at an hour for the final action sequence. <laughs> so, but I, I at least on this, because I, I get the feeling that as bad as the screenplay probably was, it probably wasn't as bad as whatever made it to screen. Like, the people who write this are the same people who write, like, half the blockbusters probably, in Hollywood. Yeah, probably what happened is that, like, the first script was at least somewhat decent. Mm-hmm. The rewrites they probably did in the middle of filming, because yeah. Michael Bay's an egomaniac. Well, and, like... <laughs> remember, we listened to some of, like, or read some of T.J. Miller's interview on... Uh, on Doug Love's movies about his experience making it and how there would be scenes where Michael Bay's like, this isn't working. We want you to just write a scene. Yeah. Where, like, all of a sudden, people are called in to do shit that they don't want to do with it, and he's just making stuff up on the spot or replacing things in the movie. Yeah. So, that's <laughs> Usually, the main man. that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it typically improvising or ha- having actors write things in the Miller movie isn't a good. Well, idea. and like T.J. Miller, I don't think is. Re- I mean, he writes stand up and yeah, like sketches, but does... I don't think he's a screenwriter. Yeah, and 
Which... One of the other positives I had on here, you know, he's not great in the movie or anything because yeah. it's a shit role in a yeah. shit movie, but he had some decent lines that he, I think he improved. I think so too, and like, but then he had some ones that were like awful. Oh yeah, like the one where they're, they're like shooting at him. He's just like, so are we getting the reward or what? Like, yeah, like, yeah, and the. Uh, the one he mentioned also on the Doug Loves Movie podcast where he's like, well, Mikasa, Tsukasa, we're about to lose this casa. Yeah. Where like, even he's like, no, that's terrible, Michael Bay. <laughs> Don't use that. And Michael Bay's like, no, it'll be great. You'll see, it'll play, and it doesn't. No. But, uh, and like, that was one of the scenes I had with his character. Because they kind of had this weird vibe like him and the daughter yeah so i i I was under the wrong impression me too uh, or going into it that he was like playing the boyfriend character right or something like that but no he just kind of makes creepy remarks yeah and they kind of have this weird like vibe going on (laughs) yeah and then the then then he says is like hey i'm practically your uncle yeah yeah and i was like oh oh." (laughs) yeah (laughs) is this took a turn? Yeah, like, that was weird. And then, but then they like cleared it up later. But yeah. it was still like this weird fucking thing. Like, cause it's like Mark Wahlberg's like, you don't go to the prom. It's like, or or uh, I said a chaperone or something. He's like, you wouldn't even let her have a date. And like he said it like like you like I was the guy, but you wouldn't let me go. <laughs> yeah, got the wrong impression. <laughs> yeah, on that. I was like. So like I was like, is there incest in this fucking movie? Is <laughs> like an uncle, different. Like an yeah. uncle. Yeah, I wrote down a couple of the lines I actually thought were kind of funny of his. Which uh, one? One was when they're talking about what to do with Optimus Prime, and T.J. Miller wants to hand him over to the authorities, and uh, Mark and Mark's like, "Well, uh, no, I don't, I don't think that that's I don't, I don't know what they'd do to him." And uh, he says something along the lines like. Dude, I don't think Greg would lie about that. <laughs> like, he just heard it from some guy named Greg. And, and it's, I don't know, it was random enough that I was like, oh, that's kind of funny, a little line. And uh, I liked his, when there's that horrible scene where Mark Wahlberg's like, no, I own all the ideas that come out of your head. I own you. Yeah. Man. And he goes, you can't own people, not for a long time, not even in Texas. <laughs> yeah. Like, but not even in Texas was what sealed that. Was a, that, that was, was a good funny. line. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see. I already already covered the thematic stuff. Uh, the action sequences, you know, were impressive. They yeah, were, I mean, they were well made. Michael Bay is... He's a great dire- technical director. Yeah, I'll He's, give you that. I mean, I love... I mean, I love the Bad Boys movies. I like The Rock. Yeah. You know? He just he's well, he knows just how become... to shoot wide-scale action and destruction. Like, yeah. he's really good at it. Absolutely. Like, it's a... It, there are a lot of parodies about it with bass explosions and stuff, but like that's because he does that one thing really well. Yeah. It's just everything else in the two-hour forty-five movie <laughs> that he doesn't do as there, well. Yeah, that's just insane. And like I'm gonna be saying this this whole podcast episode. That movie is an hour and a half too long. Yeah, like, an hour and a half. Yeah, another movie too, too long. long. <laughs> it is. Like, and then uh, my last what it did right. <laughs> Again, we're still in the good part of this movie. Uh, the alien ship was kind of cool. <laughs> There's some neat alien designs and stuff in it. That I was... Yeah, the, I don't know. Nothing really made me go like, oh. No, like, me neither. I was I, I was kind of just like, that's a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and, and then like they had that one dickhead one that turns into a Ferrari. <laughs> I forget his name. Lockdown, yeah. Yeah. I only... I'm just going to come right out and say it. I only know his name because at the end of the movie where everything is a clusterfuck and nothing makes sense anymore or like I felt like I missed something, I went to the Wikipedia page to look it up. So I only am calling him Lockdown because it's easier for me to track... Rather than that robot that's killing them all and transforms into he, a Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. The guy who turns T.J. Miller into the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, yeah. he's just like, yeah. Like, speaking of that scene, um, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. The character we said had a few good lines dies forty-five minutes yeah. into the two-hour, forty-five-minute-long movie. Uh, so then he's, you know, he's all frozen there. T.J. Miller is, and Lockdown shows up. He's walking by, all intimidating. And then he transforms into a car to drive through it. Like like someone went, oh man, this scene's going to be way more scary if the killer robot 
transforms into a Ferrari instead. <laughs> so it's like a Ferrari driving slowly near a couple flames, and it's supposed to be like... Like, I'm sure they're like, oh, yeah, you've seen Terminator 2. You know that scene where the T-1000 walks through there? Yeah. Let's do that shit with a Ferrari. Remember the the tire on fire? Yeah. And, like, you know, Arnold doesn't know? Right. That. It's it's that moment, but, (laughs) but, like, I don't get why they had him transform. Like, there's no functional reason why he transformed in the scene, and it's, it looks like a car commercial instead. Oh, yeah. T-1000 kind of moment. Yep. I mean, uh, I love Terminator 2, but... Yeah, we grew up in I, I get I mean, how many How for? many times did we see that movie when we were a kid? Oh, like, God. Stupid. So many times. Stupid. Like, I... Yeah, if, if, I say, if I found out the total number of times I saw Terminator 2 when I was a kid, I would never have a date ever again. Like, it, it was, it's like, the best kids movie ever made. Yeah. I know it's R-rated, but it's a movie about... It's a movie about a kid who rides around on motorcycles to do whatever he wants. He, go, he like, hacks banks. His mom is, like, this badass. And he has a robot that also has motorcycles. And it'll do literally anything he asks it to do. Best kids movie ever. It's, <laughs> <laughs> like, wish fulfillment. <laughs> so Transformers 4 is not as good as Terminator 2. No. Turns out. Um... The movie does make more sense to me if you just assume, like, as a basic premise, that Michael Bay is a sociopath. <laughs> like, if you just accept that, and, an and I, I mean that, I, I mean that on like in in a literal definition, where it's just like somebody who doesn't understand how people interact and how society works. <laughs> it, it explains his ego and the way he acts on set and mm-hmm. the way that like he can turn from being this horrible like monster yelling at people to someone who's like hey you want to go get a drink right but it also explains the way that like characters are given all these motivations that don't make sense right like like if you're just like oh well if bad things happen to people they react in weird ways (laughs) the movie just makes more sense just on a really broad way but instead it's like mark Wahlberg's wife died therefore (laughs) his daughter can't date people (laughs) (laughs) Did they ever make that make sense? I, um, I don't think so, because, like, I, even when, like, because at the beginning of the movie, I was just like, so did she die or did she leave him? No, she died. She died. She straight up Cause died. Like, oh, yeah, because, like, because, uh, like, the beginning, they're, like, kind of, like, weird about it, and then, and then yeah, he does say something. He's, like, looking up at the stars. And yeah, to her. and yeah, I, I think they even, I think even mentions her death somehow, just in that, like, well... I was really young when I got married, and your mother is dead. <laughs> it's like the, the oh, yeah. his youth. By the way, there's it's really funny. They have a picture of him when they're supposedly still married, and it's modern it's day clearly, Mark Wahlberg yes. playing a seventeen year old. Yes, <laughs> clearly she's like maybe twenty. Mark Wahlberg's forty five. It's hilarious. <laughs> like, it's so bad, and. Uh, yeah, so they never make that make sense because, like, you're. I I know that's what he was going for. He's like, well, yeah, he doesn't want to date people because he was young when he got married and his wife died. But them being young had absolutely nothing to do with her death. Yeah, and there was sounded like he was okay with all that. And okay, going off of the whole daughter's relationship thing because everything about this in the movie is fucking weird. Yeah, uh, the way that the way that he builds up, like, well. You need a man because boys, you know, boys don't become men until after high school and college. And then, like, her boyfriend is, like, a 20-year-old. And then, like, he's, he's like, what? <laughs> I mean, that's fucked up anyway because he's, like, an older, he's, he's a 20-year-old dating a 17-year-old who carries, like... A this... Romeo and Juliet yes. law in his wallet. Yes. So, like, all right, 20-year-old, 17-year-old, three years difference, not... In the grand scheme of things, that much. Little weird when they're still in high school and you're openly dating. Or not openly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, once a character is carrying around a card saying why they can legally fuck their 17-year-old girlfriends, that, that character stops being as likable. Yeah, it's kind of a red flag. If I was a father, I'd be like, why do you have that in your wallet? Yeah. It seems like this has been like, a common occurrence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, like, 
just just everything about that is weird. Like the way that he the boyfriend kind of like taunts Mark Wahlberg about it occasionally, where he's like, "You stole mouthwash." It's like, well, "Yeah, I gotta be fresh to make out with your daughter." <laughs> and then she's like, "That's funny." And it's like, "No, it's not." <laughs> like she, whenever you have to write a character saying that's funny that's in your funny. script, it's probably not funny. But, yeah, that dude was a douchebag. Yeah. Like, her boyfriend was a douchebag. He also, I love uh, when he's like, no, I'm a race car driver, and, you know, it's it's serious, because I just got picked up by Red Bull. Yeah. And he says it like, it's the ultimate goal of all racers, is to get picked up by Red Bull. Product placement, Red Bull. <laughs> Red Bull. Not Monster. Red Bull. Yeah. Um, and, like, uh, we're forgetting the worst part of that guy ever. Uh-huh. Why does he have an Irish accent? Oh, they say he's from Ireland. Well, they, no, because no, he's born, he was born no, and raised in Texas. Though. No, no, he wasn't. He uh, said it. He says he's from... Because this, this is a whole other... Like, I wrote this shit down. Yeah. <laughs> There's a scene where... Well, first of all, he gets two little introductions from his girlfriend to Mark Wahlberg. He gets two of them? Well, there, there are two lines where she explains who he is. The first one... And hold on. Because the first one, he said he grew up in Texas most he of his life. Yeah, some... He says he's from Texas, but he wasn't originally from yeah, Texas. Yeah, like he said, I, if I remember right, he said he was like born in Ireland, but then like ra- like moved to the States when he was like four. Yeah. And, and then lived in Texas all his life. So I was like, why do you have the shitty Kevin Costner-like Irish accent that keeps drifting in and out of Irish accent? He goes from Irish he, to... He says, so in that, so the first time they introduce him is when he first shows up to drive and he's like, what, you have a boyfriend? And like her yeah. her line is something like... <laughs> he like saves their life. And how do you even know they were like, he just like randomly shows up, just like... Rrr. Yeah, yeah, he'd been, okay, I keep going further back with this fucker. Uh, <laughs> so 40 minutes, in, not 40 minutes, because that's when he shows up at that time. Before his 40 minute into the movie introduction... He appears once in the movie, and it's via webcam. She, like, Skypes him, yeah. which is also hilarious, because it means that, like, his Skype is set up in his garage while he's working on a car. So this is a guy who has a laptop up with a webcam, turned on and logged into Skype, pointed at him working on cars at all times, <laughs> just in case someone wants to dial him. <laughs> but So then later in the movie, he shows up, and his her introduction to Mark... Or of him to Mark Wahlberg is uh, something like, uh, no, Dad, he, he's, his name is Shane and he drives. <laughs> like, that's what he does. He drives. Which, given that he's already driving and he's, you know, above the age of 16, <laughs> not new information to anybody. So later, later she kind of clarifies when they're not driving anymore that he's a race driver. Uh, or but her line isn't just that he's a race driver. It's he's a race driver from Texas. Now they're all in Texas. The movie up to this point takes place entirely in Texas. They're from. There's no reason to believe he's a race car driver from anywhere else. But she throws that in just because I think they wanted Mark Wahlberg to be like, well, what's with the accent? He's because he does say afterwards. He's like he doesn't oh, sound yeah. like he's from Texas. She says, oh, or he says, well, I was originally born. Ireland, but now I'm in, now I live in Texas. And I guess they had to just write in somehow. Like they could have just not mentioned Texas or Ireland and been like, "Yeah, he's a race car driver and he has Irish accent." But nope, <laughs> they needed well, to add think, a few more minutes into the movie. I think they just wanted to clarify because his accent was keep going in and out. Like he had like a really shitty Irish accent. Yeah, and then he would just talk normal, like normal, like like just fucking like his normal voice. It, it was like drifting like, no, in a, and out. It's he was a character he was, thing. He was pulling a Kevin Costner. Let's be honest. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So yeah, but about the thing where you know he's three years older and he's a twenty year old. It's like technically for Mark Wahlberg, it's like, well, you wanted a man with your daughter. <laughs> you got what you wished for. Jesus. Um, okay. Oh, or and another creepy moment is when they when when he she has her pull the e brake for some reason. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because she has the best hands in the business. That's a like, line I wrote down. Why would you say that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess later he's like, no, she she like navigates for me, which uh, I'm pretty sure race <laughs> yeah. drivers don't really. I bet it's like turn left. I bet. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but but also yeah, it's like. 
why no one is that known a, for pulling e-brakes and then yeah like it's obviously like oh, you have to throw in some kind of hand job joke <laughs> for marky mark because he'll be mad and then but then later it's funny too where it's like he makes the mouthwash comment about yeah. making out with his daughter mark Wahlberg's all pissed off it's like okay this guy's already referenced hand jobs. <laughs> he carries around a card saying why he can have sex with a 17-year-old. I don't think the it's too late to worry about making out <laughs> with your daughter. That ship has sailed at this point. <laughs> Damn it, Marky Mark. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, so I'm I'm just writing down or I, I I wrote down a bunch of examples of dumb Michael Bay. Awesome. Or, or just, like, things that didn't track logically. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, to Michael Bay, this somehow makes sense, but it doesn't. Yeah. And uh, another one was, at one point, Mark Wahlberg uh, convinces Optimus Prime that mistakes can be a good thing. And, and he says, it, it, the example he gives is, fixing up Prime to make money off of him was a mistake. But it led to him reviving Optimus Prime, and it was okay. But... When he was fixing him up, he thought he was a truck. <laughs> it's like, oh man, I really regret fixing a truck to that hope I, I paid for, make a profit on, <laughs> yeah. and turn around and sell. It's like, no, nothing about that motivation was that bad. Like, if we're going to talk about mistakes, maybe threatening a guy wanting to buy your house with a baseball bat would be one. <laughs> but, but fixing a truck, not that bad. Uh, there are all sorts of Michael Bayisms throughout the movie, uh, visually too, where you've got, like, it's, everything's color-timed for, like, teal and orange, which he does a lot these days, so that, like, the the extremes in the color spectrum mm. are orange and, like, kind of light blue, because, it, like, for a while, all sorts of movies were doing it, since the, you know, you want things on the opposite end of the color spectrum, and you also want things that pop up a lot to make it really look, like make the contrast come through. So since yep. the sky is blue and since skin tones are like slightly orangish, mm-hmm. they all, uh, a lot of the time they'll do that so that they look... But it's an obvious thing in the movie where all the oranges and blues are extra deep and everything else is kind of muddled. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he, he also uses his you know, wor- extreme worm's eye views and stuff to establish heroes when it's not always necessary. Like one of the first shots of Mark Wahlberg is like yeah right at his feet like looking up at him like a superhero but all he's doing is like going to buy a projector from an old theater <laughs> so it's like well maybe he hasn't earned that yet <laughs> maybe save that shot i don't know have you seen pain and gain ross i, mean, I have he's seen a superhero pain and gain i that was one you know if michael bay is gonna make movies i prefer he makes pain and gain <laughs> Because, like, even when even when he fails at things, like, it adds to the humor of the movie, kind of. <laughs> like, in this, fair. it's just like, oh, God. <laughs> More of this. But, yeah, he has all sorts of stylized, what I, what I call stylized mundanity, where it's just, like, ordinary shit that he has to, like, spruce up and make <laughs> look crazy just because he's Michael Bay. It's like, like Hot Fuzz, the yeah. way that Hot Fuzz, like, has all sorts of, like, quick cuts and, like, you know, fancy shots and stuff, but it's all mocking, like, the regular everyday life, or, like, the small-town, rural uh, England yeah. vibe with, like, all this stuff. But Michael Bay's, like, doing it unintentionally. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, uh, other Bayism, all the women basically look like supermodels, which was especially funny, I thought, when they introduced uh, the daughter character. She's, like, in a Jeep with, like, six other yeah. supermodels. Like, not... There's no, like, there's no, like... Just an Abercrombie and Fitch commercial. Right, right? well, no, like, they're all, their makeup's perfect, and their hair's perfect, and they're all wearing, like, short shorts and, like, tank tops and stuff, and they, nobody looks like, you know, maybe the girl who hasn't realized she's pretty yet, or, or like, the the girl... They don't have the one ugly friend. Right, right, the girl that the popular friends have around to make themselves feel better. There's no, there's nobody who There's no gay best friend. No. Nothing. No, it's just supermodels (laughs) in a Jeep. And they have, like, the most, like, weird conversation ever, too. It's just... Oh my god, we're gonna get wasted! Which is... I'm pretty sure that's the line. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, it's, it's like it's three thirty in the afternoon. It, it's also funny the way that the movie has you know Mark Wahlberg hate the way that his daughter is you know like oh you can't wear those shorts and stuff, but it's constantly sexualizing her. 
<laughs> where like it's when he's saying that it's like zoomed right in on her ass like taking up like half the frame and stuff <laughs> it's just i mean it was a great ad yeah <laughs> but, bravo to her but yeah it's it's very much it's almost like michael bay's laughing at mark Wahlberg, like ha ah, no your daughter's hot <laughs> Um, I don't know why I have this in the Michael Bay section, but I thought it was really funny. Uh, Kelsey Grammer is introduced, right? Yeah. He's just giving exposition about how they're hunting down the Transformers, so they're all in hiding and stuff. He has, like, a set of playing cards with the Transformers on them, and I don't know why. Yeah. Like, it's a I visual was... thing to be like, Optimus Prime, terminated. Yeah, but, well... Like, it's not even just, like, he has cards or visual aids on the table, which would be a stretch, but whatever. They have, like, clubs and, like, diamonds on them and stuff. They're literal playing cards of Transformers that this high-level government guy is using to hunt them down, who hates aliens. Right. Like, that's his one motivation. But, yeah. So that was... That's a lot of my bayisms. Yeah. Um, I'd go back to when the... The FBI finally shows up and just like how just like ridiculous that is. They're just like shoot her in the head. He's like, I'm telling you the truth. And the whole time he's just like, Oh, we gotta kill her. We gotta kill her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, he's like, like, because Optimus is just gone and they're like looking for him. He's like, he was in the fucking thing. Yeah. He was right there. I don't know where he is. He's an alien. He's like way more of he's a supreme a being. His own man. <laughs> like. And he's like, well, well, we just gotta shoot her in the head. <laughs> I, same scene. There's a funny thing, uh, just a bad line they had where one of the one of just the guys goes into search uh, and says something like, "What or, or what the hell is that?" He goes, "It's just a stupid inventor." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is a funny, dumb line in the first place. But extra funny because he's pointing at like an invention. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of the things he created. So it's like the ADR the wrong line or something. Right. You're a bad Englisher. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like or my favorite line in that whole part is uh, where Mark Wahlberg is just like, "Whoa, searching, searching." What you you guys don't have a warrant? The guy just goes, "My face is my warrant." <laughs> yeah. Good line. It's like no, I don't. I don't think that. I don't, think that means anything did you like i don't think that'll hold up in a court of law (laughs) did the the court like approve your face (laughs) is it signed just like super dramatic too like looks at him like right here yeah like i'm fucking i'm trying to remember did they ever give that guy any sort of background other than like he's in the movie a lot (laughs) probably not like kelsey Grammer. at least they give him that girl i hate aliens like that was his motivation (laughs) And, and it didn't make sense in the movie either because he's working with an alien to get rid of the alien. Yeah, he even says he even says they were our friends. They helped us all like so much. Yeah. Now we got to take our planet back. Yeah. Well, then just be like, hey, can you leave? <laughs> like, I think they would have done it. They'd be like, thank you. At the yeah, and at the end of the movie, one of his last lines is, uh, or, or like Mark Wahlberg is like, no, they're the good aliens. And then uh, Kelsey Grammer is like, there are no good aliens and bad aliens. They're just aliens. Uh, but again, <laughs> he was literally working with an alien the whole movie. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know sense. either, man. Um, so I have a whole section in my notes just called Mark Wahlberg is a stupid asshole. <laughs> and, nice. and it's just like one of the big problems with the movie is that nobody's really likable in it. Yeah. Like I can't, like his daughter is just one note, never really has any motivation. Right. She's just there to give conflict between the boyfriend and right. Marky Mark. And uh, Shane, the boyfriend we've already talked, is kind of a creep. Yeah, he's he carries, a her, he carries around cards saying why he can have sex with a seventeen-year-old girl. Has a part-time Irish accent. Yeah, the whole nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. So yeah, again, the I mentioned at one point, like someone comes to see their place and try to buy it because they're six months behind on rent. So like the landlady wants to sell the house. And so Mark Wahlberg doesn't only threaten the landlady or get mad at her, he threatens the people just looking for a house. <laughs> you probably have no idea about any of this. He has a baseball bat and, you know, tells him that he'll beat him <laughs> unless he leaves and, like, throws it at their car and stuff. Or 
It's like, man, he's a dick. <laughs> There's no reason to do that. Seriously. There, I mentioned already that he tells TJ Miller he owns him. Yeah, which, and doesn't pay him. Yeah. And, like, says he's going to pay him and then takes his money for, like, like TJ Miller buys the truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, this is a horrible... Yeah, no, I didn't even think of that before. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg's <laughs> kind of a dick. He's a total dick. And uh, so here's another line. There's During the final fight he has with Titus Welver... Uh, you know, the agent, the, the, my warrants, my face guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where they're like fighting in Shanghai and stuff. Yeah. Here's this exchange. Uh, Mark Wahlberg says, You should have never threatened my family. And Titus Wahlberg says, We all have family. To which Mark Wahlberg responds, Yeah, but I'm going to live to see mine. <laughs> it's like, Wait, <laughs> you hypocrite. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm pretty sure he saw him probably yeah. that morning. Yeah. <laughs> also, this, this was probably more of a Marky Mark thing, but just when they're on the ship, him and Shane, and like he wants Shane to shoot at some aliens or something. I don't know. He he keeps yelling, "Don't you bitch out on me!" <laughs> don't you bitch out on me? Yeah, great. Line. Oh, because that was uh, when that part of his uh, thing with like his uh, daughter is like. He wanted somebody to, like, protect her or something? Yeah, so, no, no, in that point, he's just like, man, you gotta do this, man. If you oh, want okay. to take these guys down, don't you bitch out on me! Don't you bitch out on me! Right. <laughs> Jesus. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's that part where they're in the ship, and they get out, and the one guy's car got, like, smashed up. And the guy, like, he did, yeah, the guy has a really dumb line about, like, oh, well, do you have insurance? Uh, so just so Mark Wahlberg can go off on like, well, you don't get insurance on a spaceship. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't think they cover transformer insurance. No, right. you know, or whatever. Yeah, transformer damage right. anyway. So it's like dumb, but it's like ah, oh, the dude just got his car smashed by a fucking ship. Sucks to be him. And Mark Wahlberg's response is to down a Bud Light in front of him, like threateningly. <laughs> He just goes, Rawr! like, downs it and, like, yells at him. <laughs> I totally forgot about that part. That part was awesome. So, <laughs> so uh, there's also, there's a line where he's explaining his motive with his daughter yeah. about, like, not letting her see boys, even though she's 17. And he's like, 12 to 17 is the official teenage danger window. <laughs> I was thinking... 12? Yeah. <laughs> and that's official? <laughs> like, 13 to 17 is, like, pretty much the whole teenage <laughs> window. <laughs> so, yeah. <what> is... <laughs> Can you really say that's just the danger window? <laughs> another problem with the movie. Another oh, one? There's another uh, one? Do you have anything you want to say on all that? Because, uh, like, I feel like I'm just running through a no, list of no, all the going... problems I have. Oh, this is, this is great. You got, uh, this like, is an airing the... of grievances on Transformers 4. Yeah, no, I mean, over that, I mean, it's pretty much the same stuff. Like, <laughs> it was just like, you know what I mean? It's fucking just... The whole movie's just crap. And, like, really, most of the things that I've noticed is, like, usually writing or acting. Yeah. Because that's what I usually look for yeah. in films. And uh, my least favorite line, I think, in the last... I can't remember the last time I was, like, more... I was laughing. Is when... Going back to the the first interrogate with my face is my yeah. warrant. Is when Optimus Prime finally does jump out mm-hmm. he just does this really dramatic spin where he fucks up the whole barn and he just goes here i am <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like yeah we see you <laughs> we got it dude yeah like you like yeah you were you're good so that leads perfectly into something i wanted to talk about <laughs> which is that the transformers in this movie not not just the decepticons not just lockdown or any of them but all of them they're all bloodthirsty dickheads. <laughs> like, <laughs> none of them have anything redeeming. Like, so Optimus Prime, there's a scene about 50 minutes into the movie where he's talking to the other Transformers or the other Autobots about, I, I, think, I think about uh, Kelsey Grammer's guy or something. And, and he goes, uh, he says, I've, made, I've sworn never to kill a human, but I... Uh, this man must die or something, <laughs> which is, you know, like kind of hypocritical, right? right? But it's like, okay, I get it. Now that would, that would maybe work on its own, but 
So, going back maybe 30 minutes in the movie, the first appearance by Optimus Prime. Do you remember what his first line in the movie is? Oh, die, uh, die humans or something. Uh, Close. Yeah. First thing he says, he, he wakes up from his long whatever, whatever it is. He aims <laughs> his gun at Mark Wahlberg and says, I'll kill you. Yeah. Stand back. Yeah. And, uh, and then when he busts out of the thing, he's shooting these enormous guns at all these people. Yeah. So, like, he can't be that hardcore about the don't kill humans because it's his default mode. The first thing he does is try to kill well, humans. And he comes this close to decapitating T.J. Miller, too, because he's bang. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that's what's so ridiculous is uh-huh. that T.J. Miller is just... <laughs> just whatever. Like, like, oh, oh, that kind of hurt. <laughs> yeah, like, you just got hit by, like, a thousand has, tons of fucking steel. probably has no idea what to expect from visual effects being there. <laughs> uh, let's see. the Yeah, all the Autobots act like they just really want to murder people. Yeah. Like, in that same scene, as soon as they, they're like, who are the stowaways? And try to, like, murder, or they're about to kill Mark Wahlberg's whole family. And Optimus Prime's like, no. It is okay. They helped me. <laughs> it's like, you almost tried to kill him too, dude. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> and and that kind of also admits, like, oh, well, they would like to just kill all the people, but... <laughs> but, you know, they'll make exceptions, I guess. I guess we'll just... We have we have to have some good guy. Mm-hmm. Barely. Yeah. Everybody else is a bag of shit. And T.J. Miller's dead. Yeah. So, like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bumblebee's also kind of... Uh, kind of a dick <laughs> like in the scene where he finds out about the one that for the man-made transformer that they're like it's like bumblebee but it's better in every way uh, he just starts smashing shit it's like what a temper tantrum right <laughs> he's a four-year-old yeah <laughs> and they they throw in the little big lebowski bit did you what know? yeah it, it, there's what was that yeah it, it's uh it's where they're like no no stop bumblebee Calm down. And he plays the little soundbite of John Goodman going, I'm perfectly calm, dude. Oh, yeah. But it's even that's, like, weird because John Goodman voices one of the Autobots. <laughs> so later it's like, it's the same voice, man. Like, that's just always weird in movies. Too. Oh, shit. I, must have, I don't remember that scene at all. <laughs> yeah. When was that? It was the scene. They're, like, in the showroom with the other uh, car. And they're, they're talking. There's, like, the little ad on the side that's talking about, like, uh, well, you know, D- Bumble- uh, Bumblebee was kind of garish and ugly, and we wanted to really redesign him all that. And Bumblebee was like, and just starts breaking things. <laughs> and then they come back and like, oh, we told you not to touch things. <laughs> Bumblebee's just a dick. <laughs> uh, yeah, John Goodman bot is also an asshole. There's <laughs> John Goodman the, bot. There's a scene in the in the ship Dan Connor where he's just like looking around at random stuff and like there's this alien insect thing that's really big and like spits goo at him and he mm-hmm. gets all mad and his line again you know these are the Autobots these are the good guys he says you're just too disturbing to live take that bitch and he just shoots and kills it <laughs> <laughs> like there are just so many examples of this movie of like like Optimus Prime when he meets the Dinobot things at the end and like you know, normally in a movie not by a sociopath, this is the scene where the hero rallies the other, or, you know, rallies the third party to join them and take down the real bad guys. Right. So he kind of does that where he's like, we need your help. You need it. But then they, they're kind of hesitant. So he just starts punching him in the face. <laughs> he just starts beating the hell out of him. And then he stops for a bit. And again, this is an actual quote from the movie. He yells at them, you defend my family or die. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sound like a tyrant this is, this is this the part. hero of the movie who later <laughs> beeps off into space because he can't let the creators hurt anyone on earth <laughs> <laughs> a little bit bipolar Optimus Prime very bipolar <laughs> if the movie recognized that and like that was his personality trait it'd be so much better but he has no idea that he is a psychopath oh yeah man I mean it's all. It's just a really violent movie for PG thirteen too. Like, I mean, there's not a lot of blood or human blood, but yeah. like when Lockdown kills the first Autobot, he's basically ripping his heart out all Mortal Kombat style. <laughs> like, 
the Optimus Prime, when I like, think he's introduced, he's like bleeding, half his head's missing. There's like oh like, yeah, that green, green stuff is shooting everywhere, and uh, it's like what? When Optimus kills Lockdown, he like cuts him in half from the torso up to his head, like lengthwise. It's like that's pretty brutal. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we're gonna talk about the end of that movie, you're gonna be pretty much on your own because I was tuned out by so, like. 145. So that I was, movie was awful. I was paying pretty close attention. To this you movie. were. I'm. I'm impressed. <laughs> I was. I was like. I had, I had tuned out cause, around 145. Because a lot of time I couldn't do it. Right. A lot of time when you tell someone who like wanted to see this movie, like, oh no, that movie is horrible. They'll be like, oh well, you just have to turn your mind off and enjoy it, and, or, or you know, you're looking at the wrong things, and it's like. No, if you actually like look moment by moment, nothing like they didn't even try. Right. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I was looking. Sure. I was looking at acting, writing, filmmaking. <laughs> yeah, you know, the whole else thing involved in this movie. You know, I it mean, was all bad. <laughs> I guess there's cool cars. Yeah, there, there, I, I, I talked about the good stuff. There's 45 minutes of functional filmmaking in this movie, <laughs> and uh, a two a two hour and 45 minute movie. Yeah, one one thing that was hilarious to me about that, in terms of just or structuring. Well, I already mentioned like the the secondary threat or this second main plot doesn't start till an hour in the movie. Like Stanley Tucci's character doesn't show up until a full hour. Yeah, in. And, and then it becomes about how they were reverse engineering technology, and Megatron was like coming back to life through all that. Yeah, and and, and they keep having those like weird moments. Like they have those like weird moments with Stanley Tucci where. They like they want to get the answers about the dinosaurs, but then they just like, burp, burp. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. it's like what? <laughs> like yeah. I, I kind of want to know <laughs> about be... the dinosaurs and shit. Like yeah. they at the beginning. I mean, I guess they do. Like they, they were the reason for extinction. Yeah, the creators. But like, did the they just like show up randomly and just were like, "Fuck this"? So, so you mentioned <laughs> like, not understanding the ending. Yeah. Uh, I I got to the ending. I mean, made... that was partially my fault because I like I was reading and doing homework and like trying to pay attention because i was like this movie is just it's it, a, it's a chore seriously, it's a hard movie to watch people always say that movies are like condone violence this might be the first movie to condone violence because i to, think somebody killed themselves <laughs> somebody probably killed themselves to fucking do it you well, know i was watching I mean? it with uh i was trying to stream it and it was having issues where like it kept pausing so it elongated even more and it oh. was just a nightmare but so I also got to the end, having tried to pay as much attention to what's going on and following plot lines, and going, okay, I must have missed something because they're they're all of a sudden in Shanghai, yeah. which I guess is just because Stanley Tucci goes to Shanghai <laughs> to escape CIA assassins. Yeah. But really, it was just an excuse that they wanted to move the movie to China, so that or or at Shanghai have an Asian market, have a Chinese market for the film. That was the whole reason why they did it. And it was because they know they'll make more money if they're like, hey, look, it takes place here. And, and it, it, there's no narrative purpose for going there. But uh, <laughs> but beyond that, I was like, okay, everyone's just kind of shown up and they're just punching each other now. And I don't understand why. I, I understand that there's these two different threats. I understand Lockdown want, wanted to capture Optimus, bring, that back, bring him back to the creators for whatever reason. And he wants to kill everything on Earth, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> And, yeah. and, and, he, and he hangs out with Kelsey Grammer all the time. Yeah, but he does want to kill everybody. Yeah, right? and and I get that. There's this. There's the plot line with uh, Stanley Tucci and the Apple surrogate or whatever. Pretend it's like Apple creating Transformers, but it was actually a bad idea. And Megatron came back, and he's a whole threat mm-hmm. as Galvatron or something like he he's Sort. I. I didn't know those names. I had to look those up. But yeah. I was like, okay, I get that there's these two separate threats, but how did they? How are these intertwining into an actual narrative? So I was like, I'm going to look it up. I want to know. Right. I want to see if I missed something. And I didn't miss, like, anything. No. Other than missing the names, it really is just like, then everyone shows up in Shanghai and beats the hell out of yeah. each other, and that's the movie. It's just two movies that collide it's by accident. It's two completely different storylines that... <laughs> They shoved into a two-hour, forty-five-minute movie. God, Jesus! <laughs> like two I, hours and forty-five minutes, and like Transformers. Transformers also is one of those sequels. Is like stop it. Mm-hmm. That's one of them. Like I feel the exact same way about Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm like stop it. You feel like they might have said everything they Just needed to stop. say. Stop. Yeah. Please, for the love of God, 
stop. <laughs> like, I, yeah. If you're gonna do, if maybe if you, if you do a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, do it on basis of, like from the point of view of Barbosa. Maybe that might even be. Yeah. But they keep doing it from Jack Sparrow just because he's awesome. Right, and the first one, the best movie, he's like the comic relief. He's yeah. a side character. <sighs> it's just and like, but like Transformers. The only comic relief that has come out of any of the movies is T.J. Miller, kind of. Well, uh, there there have been attempts at comic relief, but mostly they, they turned out as things like in Transformers 2 where they had the horrible racist stereotype uh, robots where they're like Black Hood guys written by Michael Bay. <laughs> 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 so maybe it's not... Like, Michael Bay, when he's trying to be funny, isn't funny. Yeah. <laughs> so... So uh, which yeah. which makes me wonder. I, 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 maybe he just didn't have any like uh, like script seniority or power or whatever over because like Bad Boys, the first Bad Boys is fucking hilarious. Yeah, he probably didn't do much with writing. It. Maybe he was so. more of like a hired hand technical director, and he was really good at that. But yeah, but yeah, he's kind of his ego has grown more mm, over right. time. I think, yeah. and he's like Brett Ratner. Yeah. And yeah. Brett Ratner should just go away. <laughs> so Brett Ratner is, I see him as like, he's the guy who just steps in and gets jobs done. He's kind of like, yeah. he's just really mediocre. Michael Bay is really good at certain things that he does. He's just a crazy egomaniac who doesn't understand human relationships. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, like I, I looked up the ending because I, I had all these questions like, why are the aliens just now trying to wipe out humanity? Right. Like, they could have done this, or the creators could have done this any time, right? Why now? And uh, why is Kelsey Grammer trying to help Lockdown when he hates all aliens? And why why do they need to target the Autobots first? Because it was like a targeted assassination of Autobots when all they wanted to do was, like, kill everything, right? right. They wanted to just drown the planet on whatever they did to the dinosaurs. Why do they have to kill the Autobots first? Can they just do it? Right. And, uh... It, yeah, why we spend so much time with, like, the human element, or, like, those human characters. Like, they have to affect the story in some way. Right. And they don't. And, like, none of those other questions were resolved in any way online. Like, they just have no answers. They're just in <laughs> service to get things moving. <laughs> so you had notes on bad lines, right? Yeah, that was... Some of the, some of the lines that you much, thought were just shit. Yeah, no, I pretty much got most of them, like... You know, like, oh, uh, like Stanley Tucci's, like, his commercial, he was just like, the past is the past. The present is the past. And the future is now. <laughs> Great, right? I was guys. like, that was the worst commercial right. ever. Steve Jobs level <laughs> right. stuff. Oh, uh, at the beginning of the movie, where the old man, I don't know if, if this was an attempt at a joke, then... But, like, the old man, when they're, like, looking at the movie theater, yep. he goes, all movies are just sequels and remakes yeah. and just crappy. And I'm like, you're the reason people say this. You are the very definition of that yeah. of that conversation. Yeah, I wrote that down, too. The sequels and remakes, bunch of crap. It's like, okay, it's, it's just, I have no idea. Like, fine, fine enough in most movies to have that. It's just weird because I have no idea whether Michael Bay is trying to say, like, I'm sick of this shit, too. I get it. Too yeah. many sequels and remakes. Or whether he's like, what an idiot, right? Only old people would think this. <laughs> sequels and remakes are awesome. <laughs> Which, in you know, if you're going to make that point, probably the wrong movie to make it. <laughs> Did not back that up. No. But yeah. I've, I've yet to really see. Uh, the only movie I think I've. Probably the only sequel I can think of that I think I liked better than the original, but I did like the original, was uh, Anchorman. Yeah, and I'm in the, the I'm in the minority on that, on that one. I definitely like the first Anchorman more. Yeah, but uh, I there are sequels that have been better. I thought, uh, well, obviously, like the classic example is Empire Strikes Back versus Star Wars. But sure, Star Wars is also pretty good. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, you make a case for Terminator Two, Aliens. You could. Uh, th those are both cases where both the first and second are so great. Like, there's definitely an argument for the second yeah. in either of those. Well, and like, but in in both films too, or they kind of change. 
They're, genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like both of them, because like even the first Terminator like felt like more like a horror film almost. Than I think an that's. Action. I think that's the key. Yeah. Is if you're going to do a sequel, you have to switch it up in a way that's significant. Yeah. Like it has to work on its own merits rather than just being more of the same. Yeah. And it, like I, I know you're not as big a fan of some of these, but like I feel like that's what Marvel's kind of done well where they've done sequels is mm-hmm. by not making just the same movie they did the first time. Hmm. Like they they ran into that a little bit as a problem with like Iron Man two and, and they're just trying to shove too much into that movie. Yeah. But I feel like ever since then they've like gone in a pretty different direction with all of their huh. in series sequels. Like Captain America two is nothing like Captain America one. Uh, Thor two even is like bigger fantasy epic thing rather than like the fish out of water story and Iron Man three is very much like a Shane Black movie almost like a buddy cop type thing and, and <laughs> nice. I, I, I really liked Iron Man three but nice. uh, yeah I, I did I yeah I think I saw that but I was rather intoxicated so I didn't <laughs> see it yeah no, the same guy who wrote and directed uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang nice. and the Lethal Weapon movie. Or he wrote the Lethal it, Weapon uh, movie. Yeah, I think stuff. he might have directed one of them. I don't think he did. He didn't? I think Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was his directorial debut. Oh, nice. But yeah, he's he's done a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> anyway, going back to... Transformers. Transformers from all that. <laughs> so it, it is, it's gotten to the point where it's just repeating the same thing. And... The whole battle thing where there's like an hour long battle at the end has become just like, that's just what you do in a Transformers movie. Yeah. I, I feel like they just didn't know how to end it. And every other movie is the same thing where they go to a city or some like exotic locale and then everyone just punches the shit out of each other for a while. Like in before the movie, before that point, the action sequences are not that scale. They're usually like other minor things where like people chasing them around or something. Yeah. And then there's just that big battle at the end the first one is in the city also where they're like all chasing the all spark or whatever yeah second one is in egypt where they all just start punching each other out with a bunch of pyramids and things uh third one is chicago that was also an hour-long fight in chicago and then yeah you got this so, one uh, <laughs> so yeah so it's, it's it's a remake slash reboot slash sequel yeah it, like they just keep remaking the same movie except like I don't know. One, at least, you had some degree of human element because you had, like, Spielberg supervise and be like, let's just make it essentially about a guy in his car or a kid in his car, his first car, and then just, like, playing off that and tying it into this bigger thing. Yeah. So, like, the war between the Transformers wasn't, like, the crux of the movie. It was just kind of something they fell into. Yeah. And then now it's just like, well, that's obviously the plot, and they just have to work in these stupid stories with these people that don't matter <laughs> and it, like oh Mark Wahlberg and his daughter he doesn't know what to do and then like they just kind of get over it <laughs> like I don't think there's even really resolution well that's that. like they just like fight aliens crap. together and you know <laughs> seem okay with that so then, it, then the movie ends and it's that's fun. how you solve any family dispute is that you fight aliens yeah and fight aliens die together from fighting game. aliens yeah uh, so Arya. No, uh, what's what are some of the lines you had? Like, oh, I have so many. Uh, one, this, one. This maybe wasn't so much a bad line as just a delivery that was hilarious to yeah. me. But when the Autobot, like when they're just hunting down that Autobot early in the movie, like the first time Lockdown kills one of them, he's like just dying. Going, what is wrong with you humans? <laughs> like he pronounces humans that way, and like all the other Transformers speak like people or have like really bad uh, racial stereotype, like accents and voices and stuff but this guy is just like <laughs> like what's the most uh and or what's the most sympathetic thing in the planet a robot <laughs> let's give him a robot voice and, uh, yeah i mentioned the inventor one that was funny to me uh oh yeah there's one part where after the optimus prime escaped like i think Tice. Well, over, I don't know, one of them says to another guy who was there, he goes, you just got your ass kicked by a garage inventor. It's like, well, no, he got his ass kicked by Optimus Prime. <laughs> it's not that humiliating. <laughs> he survived three movies against Jesus. other giant robots. Uh, yeah, I mentioned the whole mouthwash thing. That was pretty bad. Uh, the hand, the best hands in the business thing we talked about. Yeah. Uh, there's one part where Stanley Tucci just yells, Algorithms! Math! <laughs> and that baffled me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Smartness. Thinking. Yeah. Like, 
I'm smart. Very, very Ron Burgundy of you, Stanley Tucci. Yeah, like I, I that I, I tried to get the context on that. I'm like, nah, it still doesn't make sense. Uh, there's a part where there's that tiny transformer, and he goes, nobody puts baby in a box. It's like, if you're going to do a movie quote, why even, like, okay, I get it. He's in a box, he's not in a corner, but why use that quote then? <laughs> If it's not relevant, don't change not, it. Those That's movies don't even work. Those movies don't even like. No, there's no <laughs> gel or anything. There's no comparison there. Nope. Like, uh, yeah, I mentioned the race driver from Texas thing. That didn't make sense. Uh, Larry Bull. Yeah, there's a lot of product placement in this movie. Oh, of course. Uh, we we already talked about the, I mean... the downing of Bud Light as intimidation. <laughs> we talked about that. Might, that might have been the greatest scene in cinema history. <laughs> yeah. <Drinking laughs> I totally forgot about that part. I remember. I, that might have broke my brain. I think. <laughs> that, that was just like, I can't comprehend anything past this point in the movie. Like, that's like the most, like, like fucking stupid, like... Just like I'm a man, goddammit. it! Like, like <laughs> yeah, rah! this is how you're gonna Look get. Look how fast I can chug a beer. Dude. Shut up about your insurance. Oh, yeah, are you 16? What the fuck are you doing, Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. Or, or are you 45? Like you have been in the photo and in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he's always been 45. He's always 45. He's actually a Highlander. They cut that scene. <laughs> he's immortal. He immortally drinks beers and drives Like. Well, shit, should we tell them about the end? Should we just ruin it? What about it? Should we ruin it? What are the we... good guys win. Oh, The man. good guys win. Jason, <laughs> stop it. Spoiler alert. The good guys win. <laughs> they always win. <laughs> so I want to see a movie where they don't win. Yeah. Like, why not? Yeah. Like, I'm why not? I'm trying to think. Like, that movie wouldn't make a billion dollars like the other one I mean, would. There are, I'm sure there are. I mean, Watchmen's kind of that way. Oh no! I want to. I not a movie like The Watchmen. I want to <laughs> watch a movie Transformers where Optimus Prime kills just, himself or yeah, something just, over a girl well, or the, something like ridiculous. If you watch the animated series, Optimus Prime dies, <laughs> or in the animated movie, but but that's because they want to introduce new toys. Uh, <laughs> so actually, that's a move. That's something you should bring up to executives. Like you know, if we kill off some of these, we can introduce more that are also just as important. Um, oh, another piece of product placement that was also just ridiculous was uh, Stanley Tucci when he's demonstrating all the, uh, like, transformium, you know, the new unobtainium transformium, and how it can become anything. Out of everything in the universe that he could make, he makes a pair of, uh, or like a wireless Beats pill stereo speaker. <laughs> like, it can be anything. And he says the name, too. He's like, Beats Pill. <laughs> it's like, can you make something cool with it? Yeah, like, <laughs> like can, can you, uh, I don't know, innovate? Yeah, no? yeah. No, nope. Beats Pill. It's a wireless speaker. <laughs> Made from Transformer material. Dr. Dre is actually the creator of all the Transformers. That's the um, secret ending. That's the M. Night Shyamalan ending, if you will. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I I'm running, basically running out of that. I think that's pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I I, I mean, <laughs> really, all I can talk about right now is, holy crap, that movie is too fucking long. Oh, I got one more. One more. One, one more. more. This we is one not more. unrelated to anything else. One more. But this this one, is it. The one, one to end it all. This one really perplexed the hell out of me. One crappy movie cliche <laughs> yeah. to rule them all. Yeah. So. During the fight between Mark Wahlberg and Titus Welber in Shanghai, you can tell I'm fired up about this. You one. are, you are. I, there's a there's a scene towards the end of it where Mark Wahlberg like gouges his eye out, as in he shoves it. Like there's a close up shot where Mark Wahlberg's thumb up to the joint is inside of Titus Welber's eye socket. Yeah, like it is clearly there, and the movie just ignores it. After that, he has his eye. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> and he, he gets like thrown out a window and he, he's everything's fine with his eye it's like it's it's not like a movie mistake like oh you know someone's holding this in their hand this scene and next one they're not they had to digitally make an effect where mark Wahlberg's thumb was disappearing <laughs> into his eye and then not follow up on it <laughs> in any way it's like 
they had to go out of their way to screw that up, and they did. <laughs> like, they were just like, no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> well, I just really like the eye effect. I know we forgot about it in the rest of the scene, but let's just throw that in there. Nobody will. I, nobody will catch on. Because like, I it's a really oh. it's a fairly quick shot. Yeah. So I, I like watched it. I was like, did I see that right? Maybe his thumbs just around there. Like I rewound and paused the frame because I was like, I have to get this right. And I'm like, this thumb's in his eye. And, uh, like, looked it up online. It was like, does anybody else realize that this is this is just insane? <laughs> and there was a, uh, there's an Ask Me Anything with uh, Titus Welliver where they, they met, the guy goes, hey, or he asked some other question, but then he says, also, what's the deal with you getting a thumb in your eye in that movie and then nothing being wrong with your eye at all? And he just didn't answer that part. Right. Because he probably doesn't know either. Right. I mean, he's just like, I, I hope to be in the sequel or another Michael Bay movie or something. Yeah. You know, like he doesn't want to pull a T.J. Miller, which is pretty, that's why I love him. He's just like, <laughs> fuck Michael Bay. That was great. That's so good. If you can track down the... Uh, yeah, the Doug Loves movies with T.J. Miller talking about Transformers 4. A lot of great quotes. And see his stand-up, too. His stand-up's yeah. great. Yeah, and Silicon Valley. Yeah, I haven't you seen that. that. I need to. Great. Yeah, no, Very a friend much. of mine is actually on that show. Yeah, yeah, I think he mentioned our first yeah. podcast. Yeah. That's cool. So, good for him. I'm super stoked for him. He's a, he's a great guy and a super talented comic named uh, Jimmy O. Yang. So, um, he's pretty good. Cool. So Let's seek him out. Yeah. Well... I've exhausted everything on this movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you you did your homework on this one. I did. Like, damn, I did, like, I was, like, there for, like, an hour and 45, and then, like, I was just like, Michael Bay, I got shit to do. <laughs> like, it's, like, two, I'll it say is. it again, two hours and 45 minutes. That movie's longer than Pulp Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's... Fuck. There aren't that many stories that you really need that much time. And Pulp Fiction has four stories. I mean, I think, like, even if, even if, you know, generally, like, you like movies that are longer, you know, you're like, yeah, The Hobbit needed to be three movies. Uh, (laughs) Even under that, I think most people can agree that any movie that starts with the words on the screen in association with Hasbro (laughs) doesn't need that much time to tell its story. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) <laughs> from the company that brought you the Nickelback documentary Hasbro this what? is like the douchiest name ever yeah oh Hasbro Hasbro yeah they've been around forever made a lot of board games a lot of toys well Hasbro I think I think that about does it yeah I, I feel like I can end this podcast and not think about this movie again for a while yeah we'll, we'll try not to be good uh we haven't decided on our topic for the next week but uh no we'll, we'll get there <laughs> we're uh, on the ball <laughs> we're really on the ball in the meantime uh thanks for listening and we'll uh catch you next week